Hello everyone, and welcome to Phaeology, a study of Fire Emblem Heroes. So this is the Phaeologist. Uh, I'm going to give you my first name. It is Phil, so you can call me Phil the Phaeologist. I thought you might like to know that. But to start off the show, I want to correct myself first from the last Refinery episode. I forgot to include five units that have legendary weapon upgrades, but not necessarily added effects to them. And I'm talking about Elliewood, Julia, Lind, Merrick, and Seleph. They do require an upgrade to their weapon with Divine Dew, so I feel like they should be included in this tier list. I will analyze them last after I've talked about all the characters that have added effects to their weapons. So before we begin, I do want to make myself clear again on what the definitions are for each tier, since I guess I wasn't as clear in the first episode. So here it is. S rank are characters that if you have, you definitely need to upgrade their weapon. One way to look at it is that regardless of their IVs, you're definitely going to benefit greatly from the upgrade, and you do need the upgrade to be competitive with that character. The S tier, as well as the other tiers, are going to be split into S+, S, or S-, and so on with, with the A rank to stratify the characters a little bit more in that rank uh, to give you a better idea of who to go for first as far as refining is concerned. The character that I'm going to talk about today will be a really good example of what an S-tier hero should look like. So, I mean, if you looked at the title of this episode, that's kind of a spoiler. So moving on, the A-tier is going to be a weapon refine that helps out a unit for sure, but isn't something that is game-breaking as units found in the S-tier. For example, if you're using a unit a lot in Arena Assault or in other game modes, then that unit should qualify for this tier. Once again, this tier will be stratified with plus, neutral, and minus rankings. B tier will be upgrades that are useful to the character, but they are only good for certain roles and couldn't be an all-rounder type of unit, if you know what I mean. They rely on teammate composition to work well, for sure. And finally, C tier will be units that have upgrades that don't really help them out that much. And it's more of a gimmick, really. Uh, you would almost be better off refining their weapon for a stat boost rather than going for their effect refine. So there you have it. That's the criteria once again. Uh, let me know if you agree or disagree with that, and we can modify it continuing forward. Now, before we talk about Alm, I do want to comment on some feedback that I received from one of the listeners. He spoke about Jafar and Leo uh, as far as their rankings, and he gave me his opinions on that, and I want to address those. So, first of all, Jafar. You know, being such a bad character inherently, uh, his refine doesn't really help him out at all. And something that was pointed out to me is that even with his role, distinct role as a free chip damage character. Uh, some staff users that use pain and dazzling refines can do a lot better than him as far as dealing out the same amount of damage. And actually they damage the character that they're attacking a little bit more anyway than Jafar. Uh, in addition, the dazzling effect stops everyone from attacking back. And, that, and I mean everyone, not just Jafar's weapon only negating counterattacks from mages. So the only benefit that there is to Jafar is that he could do more damage directly to mages, 
when engaged with, uh, since they usually have less defense and staff users would have trouble with these mages because of their high resistance. So, uh, in light of the second opinion, I do agree in moving Jafar's rating down to a C rank, since I didn't think of staff units you basically doing the same thing for less investment, and Jafar being a pretty weak character to begin with, unfortunately, you're not going to find as much of a benefit to Jafar's weapon. So, moving him down to C rank for the time being. The listener also mentioned Leo's refine, right? And he said that his build requires a lot of investment to be any good. Now, I agreed to the fact that Leo himself, in order to be a good unit, requires a lot of investment. But in terms of a whole, a whole different build, that is true. What I mean is, you look at Game Press's optimal ranking, or, or build, and it says that Leo, even with a new Refine, performs best with Blatome. For his build with the weapon Refine, it also states that his optimal A skill slot would be Attack, Defense, Bomb 3 and a resistance ploy 3 in a C slot. So I ran the numbers again with and without his refine. With the optimal build, let's say you had you know unlimited access to these skills and I slapped on the attack defense bond and the resistance ploy. And the difference between the wins was the same as last time. 27 win difference between with and without a refine. So I think that Leo's weapon is really good with the refine and can be used in a budget build and perform just as well. Maybe, you know, with team composition and, you know, how you play him in Arena or in other game modes, maybe the attack and defense bond will make a difference, right? However, Leo's not the, you know, greatest character out there. He's not essentially, you know, top tier up there with, like, Winter Tharja, for example. His refined though is really good, and so that's why I still think he is an S minus ranked character. If you do want to make him better and more of a top tier unit, I suggest going after a build that uses a blade tome or even a raven tome. Not necessarily with his weapon refine, but if we were just to stick with the refine, and if you, I guess, would consider that a little bit of a budget build anyway, and he had no other character to upgrade, go with Leo because his refine really helps him out. In regard to the mass dual simulator, uh, this listener also brought up a good point that I am using the simulator a little bit too much. Uh, I just want to address that and the point of my show is to try to find numerical proof to back up the rankings on this list and the decisions that I make with characters and so forth. It's hard to it's hard uh, to only use the Mass Duel Simulator for characters that need teammate buffs or support characters like Sanaki, as we discussed in the last Weapon Refinery tier list episode. This, one reason, this is one of the reasons I would like to hear more from you guys and potentially have a conversation with you on the air to talk about experiences you might have had with these characters so we can get a better picture of where these characters sit at. I will try to incorporate these support characters with the simulator in this fashion moving forward. I will approach them by picking out their ideal teammates, as mentioned in Game Press, and run them through the simulator with buffs, buffs added from the characters we are ranking. So for example, Marth is coming up, and so I'll run some of his potential teammates 
and add those buffs as if Martha was giving those buffs, buffs to those teammates and see how well they do in the simulator and if they have a greater amount of wins uh, without the, the buffs. So I'm hoping that will paint a broader picture and really help us uh, define the ranking for these support-based weapon refines better. Okay, so now to pick up where we left off, let's talk about the Falchion upgrades. And I'm going to have to break these up by character, of course, because each Falchion upgrade depends on the character or game that they come from. So let's go alphabetically and start with Alm for this episode. So Alm's weapon with the upgrade states this. Effective against dragon foes, restores 10 HP at the start of every second turn. If units, oh, and this is the part where if you refine it, this is what it says. If the unit's HP is 100% at the start of combat and unit initiates combat, unit attacks twice, then takes five damage after combat. So essentially, we have a brave effect. Now moving on to his budget build, that includes Death Blow 3, his native Wind, wind Sweep, Threat and Defense 3, Moonbow, and Heavy Blade 3 as the Sacred Seal. So go, before going into the simulator, I'm expecting him to blow through enemies when he initiates, not only just dragons, and I want to see how well he does against some of them, uh, specifically the blue dragons. And by the way, his IVs are going to be plus attack and minus resistance. So now to crunch the numbers, so in the enemy phase, there is absolutely no change in his win rate, which by the way is 33 wins, when he refines his weapon from no refine. So nothing to analyze there. I mean, he might, you might use him as a tank unit, but he might not just because of his low speed. So it doesn't matter. You're probably not going to use him to bait out enemies anyway. So in the, what, in the player phase when he initiates an attack, he gets 109 wins in total. And that is an improvement from 60 wins without a refinement. So let's take a look at some key matchups that really count. Uh, and I think if we take a look at some of the people that he might struggle against and seeing if his refinement can benefit in him in those matchups, that's what's going to be most important to you guys, I think. So uh, based on Game Press's list of common counters, the, those counters are listed as such. Effie, Lind, Original Ephraim, and I'm going to include Legendary Ephraim as well. Reinhardt, Delphia, Tana, Ira, and Mia. So let's see if his refine can help him perform better against these units, especially in the player phase. In the enemy phase, of course, he gets beat out by all of those characters. No surprise there. So on the offensive, he... In general, he struggles to defeat both types of Ephraim, only bringing their health down to around 20 or so. He can't defeat Tana, bringing her health, though, down to about 9. So with some buffs and, and debuffs, you could potentially defeat Tana. But he, in general, struggles against high defense sword units, like armor units and other lance units, especially like Eldigan and Draug and some other popular characters that we aren't really focusing on now. He can't defeat Effie though. He does bring her health down to 18 hit points if she can't attack back when equipped with a fire sweep lance. Otherwise she survives with a lot more HP if she's using a brave lance or a silver lance or a recruits lance, you name it. 
He does beat everyone else, though. So that includes Blue Dragons, Naui and Corrin, which was which I was more interested in. So he has no trouble with them, and that's awesome. He has no problem defeating Ira or Mia as well due to their uh, average bulk, and with his brave weapon, he can survive with full HP if he goes up against them. So in all, even though he still struggles against Lance units, this is by far one of the biggest improvements made to a character, I think. He can snag so many kills against units thanks to his Brave Refine, and with his Wind Sweep, he can stay at full HP when going against slower units. But keep in mind that Alm is somewhat slow himself with a speed of 30 at neutral, so I don't know if it's worth slapping on a Phantom Speed on him. Uh, and to test that out, I, I did put a Phantom Speed on him. He gets an additional two wins in the player phase, one against Brave Ike, and another against the original Xander. So I guess if you're doing like Arena Assault and you keep running into Brave Ike for some reason, and you did a counter against him, you could consider putting a Phantom Speed as a Sacred Seal. Otherwise, looking at Alm's utility at other game modes, the fact that he does so well on the player phase can be translated to pretty much every other game mode, uh, from Arena uh, to all the other game modes that you might use him. So I don't see any problems with PvE content or rival domains with him. He's going to perform pretty much the same way. Uh, you want to use him as a player phase uh, unit, and he can uh, excel at all of those you know, game modes. So if you were to consider a blessing, I would actually give him the Ice Blessing. With that extra speed, if boosted times three, he could snag kills against Fiorm, as well as the aforementioned Brave Ike. So that benefits him more than the Earth Boost, actually, which I thought would benefit him more. So there's some food for thought. So to conclude, it's plain to see that Alm's Refine is fantastic, and in my opinion, belongs to the S-plus tier. So if you have Alm, regardless of his IVs, upgrade him. Compared to the other characters in the Weapon Refinery tier list that we have already discussed, he is able to perform just as well as Zephiel, getting almost the same amount of wins as he does in general. So that's pretty interesting. And of course, Zephiel shines in the enemy phase as more of a bait-and-tank unit, and Alm is in the player phase, so you use them in different circumstances, of course. Now, although I do put him in the S-plus rank, Alm's Refine uh, doesn't mean that you're going to win with him all the time, right? You have to keep in consideration that after he attacks, he's going to take some damage and lose the effect. So a dancer, uh, to, to mediate the situation, a dancer could help him uh, get out of trouble by dancing, and you could also put on a drag back skill to get in the B slot. Now, I actually took away Wind Sweep from this, his budget build, and I put on a drag back and he ended up getting four more wins in the player phase, so it's probably worth it anyway to put on a drag back and keep him out of trouble, and that'll help him in the long run. In addition to another B skill, Renewal. I think Renewal could be another option as well for longer modes like Rival Domain or Tempest Trial to heal him up a little bit and you know get him back into his Brave Weapon status. If you're looking to invest in him a little bit more, Aether would be a great special, uh, especially considering we've already put a heavy blade 
uh, seal on his sacred seal spot. So that would be awesome. Or any other healing special like soul or noontime. But regardless of the kind of build that you want to use, if it's budget or if you're going to put high investment into him, his weapon refine is S plus for sure. So that concludes this episode, and I hope you like the fact that we are taking this one character at a time. And please let me know if you have any more suggestions about how to portray this information to you better, or any ideas for show content in general. And let me know at phaeology at gmail.com, and I will respond to you. It might not go to your inbox. I've communicated with some other listeners, and it I don't think it goes straight to the inbox. I don't know why. It's a Gmail account. It's a brand new one that I made up and maybe there's just some technical difficulties there, but I will respond to you and so check all of your inboxes. Uh, As a side note, I did record this on my iPhone just to kind of compare this recording to my other recordings with a microphone. And I wanted to do this because we do have one of your listeners um, available to co-host with me. And I'm really excited. I'll introduce him in probably the next episode or so as we you know, kind of narrow down on what we're going to talk about. I'm really excited. He gave me some really great ideas to uh, talk about on the show. And I hope you're excited for it as well. We're going to really bring some more analysis, not only to the characters, but to Sacred Seals, other weapon refines, you name it. We are going to dive deep into the analysis and help you make the best decisions as you grind up and play heroes. So anyway, um, hope you are excited for that. I know I am. And thank you once again for listening, and I will catch you later.